0: As it's the penultimate episode of the year, I thought that this was the right time to go back to January to take a look at the goals and objectives that I set myself and shared with you. And you guys said you were going to hold me to account and see exactly how I've done. So if you want to find out whether or not I've hit my targets or whether I've fallen short, today's episode is one to stick around for. Please sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60 lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets, and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side, and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back, guys. So it's the penultimate episode of the year. Perfect time to go back and have a look at the goals and objectives that I set myself, the ones that I shared with you, the ones that you said you would hold me to account to and find out exactly how I've done. So I've done that. I've been back and I've had a look and I'm about to bear all. I was actually a little bit anxious about this exercise, about recording today's podcast episode. Goals and targets, some of these are fairly personal. In fact, I've separated them into personal and business goals, but I do talk about goal setting and the importance of it on the show quite regularly. So I thought what better way to set an example than to actually share mine with you. Whether I've done well, whether I've fallen short of my targets, we're gonna see. But nonetheless, it's a hugely important exercise, one that I implore you to make sure that you do going into the next year. If you wanna hit targets, if you want to achieve some special things, if you really do want to build a property business that gives you financial freedom, that gives you your time back, then you need to do this. So today I'm gonna to take you back to January, gonna remind you of the goals that I set myself, and I'm gonna tell you exactly No Holes Bad, how I've done. So Let's get straight into it. I set some pretty ambitious goals and targets. I wasn't shy with some of my goals at all. Certainly, I felt like that was the case at the time. And I remember recording that episode back in January, and I did wonder whether I should maybe just sort of ease off a little bit, maybe reduce the size of some of the targets. Because I was asking you to hold me to account, and I knew that I was going to sit back here a year later and tell you, and I have to tell you exactly how I'd done. It was the first time I'd done it on the show as well. And before that, I'd never really shared my goals and objectives with anybody else. They very much have been something that I've kept to myself, but I did it. And here I am sitting back down to tell you exactly how I've done. So I split these up into some business goals and some personal goals. And the overarching target was to make sure that over the last 12 months, I became a better version of myself. I know that that sounds a bit cheesy, but bear with me because through the goals that I set, I sort of engineered a solution or at least a strategy to be able to do that. But I wasn't and haven't compared myself to anybody else. And actually, this has always been a key part of setting my goals and my objectives. They're not anybody else's. I'm not looking at other people. I haven't looked at anybody else and what they're doing and trying to achieve what they're doing. I very much wanted to make sure that Despite some of these targets being fairly chunky and you know certainly some of them were stretch targets, I wanted to remain happy. I wanted to remain healthy. None of this, none of my work could come at the sort of sacrifice, if you like, at the compromise of, of my health and my my happiness. But I did want to increase my recurring revenue sort of monthly income by about 15%. That cash flow goal was quite substantial. And actually, that is something that I'm going to be rolling forward this year. Today, I'm not going to talk about my goals for next year. I'm not quite there with them yet. I'm still sort of refining them. And actually, this exercise of going back through last year's goals is incredibly helpful to do that because you can see where you're on, target where you're off, target where you're a little bit too pushy, where you perhaps should have pushed yourself a bit more. So I'm going to come back and do another episode next week. and I'm going to share next year's goals with you. But I know that there's no doubt that continuing to grow that recurring monthly income by how much, we'll see. But that is still very much going to be a big, big, big target. So I'm going to break down some of the specific goals. In fact, I'm going to break down all the specific goals that I set myself and tell you exactly how I've done against them. But this sort of be a better version of myself. Make sure I don't compare myself to anybody. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay fulfilled. At the same time as increasing my recurring monthly income by 15%, this was the balance I wanted to achieve. And this is the big overarching goal. I can tell you that I didn't just achieve this, but I obliterated it. I completely smashed this target. Now some of this is a little bit subjective. And actually on on the more subjective bits like feeling happy and having that sort of fulfillment and having a good balance, Gemma is actually a really great assessor. She's a great moderator of that because she's very quick to tell me when the balance is slipping, when I'm distracted, when I'm grumpy, when I'm not making enough time for the things that I should be making time for. And actually, I've asked Jen before this episode and and she thinks I've done really, really well. So yes, it's a bit subjective. Yes, it's a bit wishy-washy, but actually she's a great measuring stick for this piece. The more objective part of this was the the cash flow. And I'm 15% up I wanted to be on last year's. Now, what I wanted to do there was a line through the average month that I achieved last year or in 2021, and then take an average line through every month in 2022 and compare the two. And I completely obliterated that 15%. When I actually look at 2021 and the aggregate sort of income I generated versus 2022, I was almost 50% up in the last 12 months, which is staggering. And that actually only captures one month of my new HMO, the sort of the new six bed HMO up and running. And it only captures a couple of months from a new block of six flats that I've got up and running And it doesn't include any equity gains at all in my development projects or sort of where I've released any equity in my projects whatsoever. I'm I'm purely talking about cash flow. And a lot of this has come from my main business, my investment management business, my training in the consultancy business, the roadmap. The roadmap itself in the last 12 months has just rocketed, which I'm so proud and pleased of. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that stuff. But the whole combination has left me about 50% up on last year and that 15% on a recurring monthly basis I smashed through that target as well so i am i'm really 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 pleased and there's no one thing that sort of i can allocate to having done that it is as you're going to find out a number of things sort of adding income streams in a variety of different ways that's ultimately got me there and probably reducing some costs as well, if I'm honest, across the business. And that's just getting better at managing businesses and having the time to actually do that. You know, that's important to say as well. But on the whole, stepping back, looking at my year, looking at that balance, healthy life, feeling fulfilled, feeling balanced alongside increasing the cash flow, I've done it and I've completely smashed it. And I'm really, really, really pleased. And I'm actually really proud of myself for, for being able to do that. I think it's you know one thing to be able to do one side of that equation, you know, just to stay happy and healthy and fulfilled or just chase the cash flow and build the businesses. But I think to have managed that balance... I feel great about it at the end of the year, which I, I do. I honestly do. I'm not just saying that because I'm recording the podcast. I genuinely do feel like it's been a great year, really enjoyable, probably one of my best, if not the best in business to date for a number of reasons. I feel really, really pleased with that. So let's get into some of the detail. Let's get into the personal goals I set. So I set three personal goals, if you like. The first one was to maintain a healthy work-life balance. This is the one that Jem is a very good moderator of. I reckon that for about 90% of the year, I managed to maintain that. For me, this means getting out with the dog every day. It means training. I train most days with some exceptions at some weekends, but at the weekends, I'll often be out with the dog. I don't drink anymore. I know that's incredibly boring, but I stopped drinking sort of nearly, in fact, three years ago now when I was last done well with those headaches, that condition I've got. I'm not sure whether I've ever shared that on the podcast at Actually, but alcohol doesn't agree with me particularly well these days. So I stopped that. And that's actually given me a lot more time back at the weekends to do things like take the dog out, go for walks, do things with gem as well. It's amazing, actually, when you stop drinking, how much you realise it's sort of erodes your productivity and your time. I never drank a huge amount anyway, but even just that groggy hangover, you know, that sort of groggy feeling on a Saturday or a Sunday, sometimes rolling onto Monday. Haven't had that for a long, long time. So yeah, I reckon I've managed to maintain about a perfect balance really for about 90% of the year. About 10% of the year, I have hands up given in to the busy periods. When either side of a holiday, for example... So what I've found is I'm really still pushing myself right to the very limit of my own capacity all the time. So if I want to go away for a holiday the week before and like the week after, I'm doing double time because there's so much to get done before I go. And there's so much to catch up on when I come back. Either side of those holidays, that balance is definitely compromised. I'm not in the gym as much. I'm finding it difficult to get out with Hugo and do the walks that that I enjoy doing with him. So I have noticed that. And that's something that I do want to change going into next year. I think I need to just come away from the absolute li- like my own absolute limit. And probably I need to bring in some more staff and some more operations and systems to help me do that as well. But even with the systems and operations and some more staff, I know me, I'll continue to push myself right to that limit unless I say, Andy, stop, you know, just take your foot off a little bit, just give yourself a little bit more back. So that's something that I do want to think about engineering into next year's goals. But yeah, about 90% of the year, I reckon I hit that target. When I've been managing multiple projects as well, that's been tough. You know, When I've been travelling, when I've been balancing, getting on site regularly, sourcing materials, that sort of thing, that's been tricky as well. And then, of course, when we're always really, really busy in student letting season and the changeover season. But actually, that's something I'm very familiar with now and have pretty much nailed. So overall... I'm really, really pleased. And I think a lot of that efficiency and the ability to do that has actually come through continuing to work on systems that drive efficiency, being really proactive wherever possible. Like The podcast is a good example of that, actually. I'm often several episodes ahead and I didn't used to be. I would often sort of just record one or two days before, get it processed and edited, ready for publishing. And that became really tough and challenging because if something else came up between then and recording the episode it could throw things out. So now I like to be several steps ahead. And I've actually engineered that across a number of my different businesses and different things I do in the businesses. And sounds simple, but actually it's had a massive impact on me and my ability to deliver on my goals. So that was the first personal goal. I'm so pleased with that. The second one was an objective measure to measure and manage my overall strength and fitness, if you like. I love the gym. I've been going to the gym since I was 15, 16, I go most days. But what I'd found is over the last few years, I'd sort of slipped into a very comfortable routine. I'd I'd stopped pushing myself in the gym. I had stopped really pushing myself with any of my exercise. I was still doing it and maintaining and still felt healthy, but I wasn't setting myself any challenges. I wasn't testing myself. I wasn't pushing things. I wasn't trying to actively look better in any way. So last year I shared a goal with you and that was, I wanted to, <laughs> it's funny because I got a lot of messages about this from you guys, but I wanted to increase my deadlift to 150 kilos. I wanted to see a one rep max for 150 kilos. Now I know a lot of you guys out there, I'll be listening to this and you're know, thinking that's pretty light. For me, that's actually quite heavy. I probably only weigh about 75, 80 kilos. And for me, that always felt like a big target. I can't remember what I was lifting at the time. I think I was lifting about 110 then. Anyway, I failed. I didn't get there. And I just bloody tried. The last six weeks, I've had to switch my routine and do something else to try and get me to it. But I didn't get there. I got to 135 kilos, up from 110. So I probably got sort of about 60, 70% of the way there, something like that. So I'm still really pleased with that. And overall, my fitness is way better. So I'm not disappointed by the fact that I didn't hit this, but I think I definitely did overestimate how strong I could be. That's okay. I'm not sure whether I want to reset this goal. I'm not sure I actually want to lift 150 kilos. And I think that that might be something that I've learned here. I feel like if I'd have really committed to this, I possibly could have done it. I think I would have had to change some of my nutrition and some protein intake to help me do that. And I would have had to be a bit more regimental with with actually incrementing my weights but I'm not sure whether I wanted it enough. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna think about this. I definitely do want to set myself some more fitness and exercise goals. I'm going to have a think about what they are. But anyway, there's the long and short of it. I set myself a goal of one rep maxing 150 kilos on the deadlift. I didn't do it. I got to 135, up from 110. It's still a huge amount of progress for me, but I fell short on that goal. The third personal goal objective that I set myself was a travel one. This is something that... The older I get, the more I think about. It. And I think it's because other things are obviously looming families and Gemini getting married this year. I wanted to make sure I got out of the country and did some traveling. And I think that this particular goal was definitely fueled by some of the COVID frustrations of being locked down and not being able to travel. I wanted to go away. I wanted to make sure I did three holidays abroad. And here's what I did I managed to get away to France skiing, not once, but twice. One of those was Proper Ski 22, which was. Absolutely brilliant. And I managed to get away a week or two before that, again, skiing in La Plan, same place in France, actually. Had a wonderful time with my two best pals. That was one of my pals who came over from the States as well. Those two holidays for me this year were so great, so enjoyable. And they are still perhaps my ability to get away to the mountains, even though I can't go as much now as I used to, it's still one of the most important things to me. I enjoy being in the mountains so much. I love everything about it, the atmosphere. I love being on the the slopes. I predominantly snowboard. I can ski as well. I can actually instruct, but I just love it. I love the freedom. I feel healthy out there. I, I like the time. I like just sitting in the lifts and just popping along and just having that time to think about stuff and just having some music in. And I, I just absolutely love it. So skiing is definitely on the list for this year as well. Proper Ski 23 is already arranged. That one's nailed. Whether or not I'll get a second trip in is yet to be confirmed. But as well as those two ski trips, I got a beautiful 10 days in Spain with Jem and her family and Jem's sister and Ale- uh, and Carl, sort of Jem's brother-in-law, which was... A great trip. Absolutely loved it. Loads of downtime. I'm definitely not a sun goer. <laughs> Plenty of shade there for me, but Jem loves it. But actually the food and the culture and we did some fun things. We had the pool. I've read loads. I listened to lots of audio books. I had a really enjoyable sort of 10 days of actually not working and just switching off. It was it was lovely. And then I also got away for a fourth trip to Amsterdam. Now, that was a stag do, but that counts, I think. I'd not been to Amsterdam before, had a great time. It was a small stag group, but you know, some of my best pals really enjoyed it. And it's going on the list. So there we go. I managed to get four trips abroad. So I think I overachieved on my holidays abroad target. Not quite sure what that target's going to look like for next year. It's an interesting one because Gem and I are getting married and we want to do some travelling. Gem's desperate to do some more travelling. So we're thinking about that now. So hmm, not quite sure what that's going to look like yet. You'll have to wait and see what I share with you next week. Let's move on to the business goals I set myself then. I think on the whole, I feel pretty good about my personal goals. Mostly achieved them. Business goals. Okay. I set myself a few targets here. I set myself, I think, about five different things. The first one was I wanted to complete on two HMO purchases. I only managed one. That's the long and short of it. Maybe this is an excuse. I don't know. This year, the market was a bit mental. Earlier in the year, the market was so hot. It was just hard to justify a lot of the stuff that I'd seen. I knew that the market... Like I felt very much (laughs) in my bones that the market was overheated, that it it was just cooking too high. And I don't mind paying over what I think it's fundamentally worth on day one, as long as I'm buying the right thing long term. But it's a balance because there's only so many things you can buy. And I had a lot of other stuff going on. And sort of midway through the year, things started to, to wobble a little bit. And I decided to maybe just sort of ease off that one. If I'd have seen the right deal, I would have gone for it and I would have been able to sort of move some capital around to buy it, but I didn't. But it's quite possible that I wasn't looking closely enough because I was – literally at the rev limit, across other areas of the business, like looking at other things and you know, the other the other parts of my business and other businesses. So I think there's a bit of that going on. I think, it, I think it'd be unfair to say I didn't buy a second one simply because I didn't find something that, that looked like the right price. I think actually it's a bit of that and also a bit of the fact that I was just distracted focusing on other businesses and other areas of my other businesses as well. I definitely want more HMOs. I, you know, I'm definitely very, very, very keen to keep growing my HMO portfolio so I will be looking for more next year I'm going to have a good think about the numbers and exactly what that does look like though the second goal that I wanted to hit the target I set myself was I wanted to complete a two resi sort of commercial to resi developments this was a massive one because it was only sort of this time last year I really sort of decided that this was going to be a big area of growth for me I'd already bought one large project which is the one that's finished that's Faversham now six flats which are up and running but I decided this time last year that I wanted to double down. I really wanted and saw my commercial to residential development business as being a substantial part of probably the next 10 years of of what I do in business. And setting myself two goals, setting myself the goal of two new projects. And bearing in mind, I I knew that the average amount of capital we're probably going to need for each one of these deals was was about a million quid. It, the, these were pretty big targets. And they I did think about these a lot. I felt like I, I was pretty confident I could have done one. I felt like two was definitely a stretch. But I can tell you today that actually, we completed with my business partners with Mark and Mike, we completed on three commercial to residential developments. That is I think my greatest achievement this year. That's the three of us working in unison just to sort of develop our sort of working relationships and our partnership and our business that fast and so effectively and so efficiently alongside everything else that we do, I think is a really, really great thing. And I'm really proud of the fact that we've been able to do that. And perhaps even more so is the calibre of the projects that we've actually ended up buying and the type of work that we've embarked on and what we're what we're doing it's brilliant the standards and the numbers that we're engineering the amount of capital that we've, we've raised to do these yeah millions and millions of pounds it was a huge shift from the types of projects that i was used to and familiar and the amounts of capital i've raised millions of pounds over the years and raising capital wasn't particularly daunting for me, but raising capital for those sorts of projects where there's certainly you know more risk and you've got to raise more capital per project, that was different for me. So I wasn't totally sure. And I certainly didn't have the same sort of confidence that I have going into there you know, buying more HMOs, let's say. But stepping back, looking at the year, looking at how we've done as a business, how we've developed the projects, everything, and what I've learned and taken from it and how my confidence has developed, this is a massive one for me. I'm really really excited about looking at our goals for next year on this and setting some new targets but that is i think well and truly smashed to hit three of those when the target was two that is a huge win for me i'm really really pleased with that one the third goal then i set myself the third business goal was to increase the podcast listenership by 10 percent. that was a goal that was kind of based on the previous year's numbers and I think we're about two and a half years into the podcast now. So I've been podcasting for two and a half years, still learning so much about it. And I, I still, I know I'm not, I'm not a natural podcaster or you know, like listen to some podcasts and they're natural broadcasters and they're, they're brilliant. And I know that's not me and I'm okay with my own limitations, but I do really enjoy and love the podcast and, and, what, and what we do here. But I wasn't totally sure on how much bigger the listenership could go and, and how exactly we would do that. And I think setting myself a goal of 10% was probably, I think I probably undersold my commitments to the podcast and actually the, what you guys were telling me and actually what what we were seeing. I'm so proud of this one. I think in the end we've actually doubled, which is phenomenal. It, I think what that tells me is my goal a target of, sort of being 10% up was, was really just off completely. I didn't get something quite right there. I obviously didn't look at the data correctly or I just didn't have the right sort of confidence or belief in what I was doing here. And I think that that's a fair comment because I probably enjoy the podcast more than anything I do at all, but it's... Probably what I worry about the most when it comes to the results and and what you guys think. And I think in part, well, that's just me being surprised about it. But I think it's because the responsibility is almost entirely mine. (laughs) There's nothing to shirk whether you guys enjoy listening, find it valuable. It's almost entirely down to me and I, I I sort of feel an element of pressure there that I don't feel in my other businesses. I, I feel like a lot of what I do in my other businesses is fairly natural and organic and I'm not too worried about whether we hit targets or don't hit targets. So this was a, an absolutely massive one for me and when I look back at the original numbers or what I thought we would be able to achieve with this podcast, we are so, so far beyond that. It amazes me and I mean it amazes me that you guys turn up so consistently to listen to the podcast and we find so much unique content to talk about. Yeah, this was a massive goal for me to grow the podcast, but to be 100% up year on year is mind-blowing for me. Thank you to you guys, because obviously I couldn't do it without you. But yeah, I'm really proud of that one. I, I did sort of try my absolute best, and, and this was probably of all the sort of business commitments, that this was the number one for me. Okay, the fourth business goal that I'd set myself was about the roadmap. I wanted to double the members of the HMO roadmap. We launched in March 2021. So in March of 2022, we had our first anniversary. And of course, I set these goals in sort of around December, January time. I wanted to double it. And I knew that this was going to be tough because in part, it felt like a little bit of a sort of finger in, in the air exercise. And I knew that at the time, and I was a little bit sort of hesitant on this one, but mainly because I was learning so much about digital businesses at the time. I, I really didn't know what was going to be involved. Like I knew how we had found our customers in year one, and I understood all of that. And I was sort of just getting my head around things like email marketing and improving our blogs and written content and videos and guesting and case studies. And, and we were getting much better, and I was confident with that. But as from a marketing point of view, you know, like online marketing and digital marketing, and even now sat here. It's still a huge sort of area of business I know very little about, and I, I really enjoy it, and I'm learning a huge amount. But I just, I just didn't quite know, and I certainly knew enough to know that just because we continued adding great stuff to the roadmap, it didn't necessarily mean that we would be able to just double the numbers. It, marketing is just far more complicated than that. So we ended up about sixty percent up, which, actually, in retrospect, I'm, I'm hugely proud of because what we've seen, and I think that this is part of you know what I've learned. And one of the really important things that I've learned about my my new digital business is that the numbers have been very consistent in the right direction. You know, it hasn't sort of been huge peaks and huge drops of sort of new members on any given month. It's just been very steady, very consistent. And that is really useful because it tells us a huge amount about why and about how, and we can, we can look and we can measure that against things like podcast episodes and like other content that we've sent out and things that have been going on in the HMO community and any campaigns that we've done. I really enjoy it. I do really enjoy building businesses, but I'm particularly enjoying building that digital business that's new. But I think knowing that we're adding so much value to anybody who's sort of out there and building their own HMO property business, like I'm, I've tried to build something that I just wish I could get my hands on when I was just starting at a fraction of the cost of pretty much everything that I can see on the market, even now and certainly when I started here, it's £48 a month. And that's a real challenge because to create high quality content and get great people and put all of the stuff that we do in there and make it profitable is a real challenge, but it's a challenge I've enjoyed. So I think I've got a huge amount to continue learning when it comes to marketing. And there's loads and loads of stuff that we've got planned about the roadmap and for the roadmap, which I'm hugely excited about. I think as, as we get better and develop confidence, in the next 12 months, I'm, I'm certainly going to be looking at reinvesting now and looking at improving and making improvements to the membership and other parts of, of that business as well. And looking more closely at marketing and, and trying to upskill and learn more about marketing. But I think to be 60% up is still a huge achievement. It's not 100% where I wanted to be. So I guess I didn't quite hit that target. But actually, in retrospect, I think I can see that I set a target that I couldn't justify. And actually, on a personal level, I just simply wasn't skilled enough to know whether or not that was accurate. And and then clearly I wasn't skilled enough to actually deliver on it. So that's something that I'm going to work on next year. But of course, the numbers have still grown significantly. So I'm not, I also don't think, like we can't just continue to think that we can grow it by 100% year on year. That would be amazing. But you know I think given the numbers that we already do achieve, it's just simply not possible. So that needs a lot of thought, but it's definitely something I'm excited to think about going into the new year. The fifth and final business goal that I set myself then was, to launch a physical and in-person event, oh, I tried so hard. I-, I prepared it on so many occasions and actually got it and it's kind of ready to go and launch. Just need some sort of, some of the I's dotted and the T's crossing when it comes to some of the way that like you can buy tickets and the location and venues and things like that. But I didn't achieve it. And I'm really disappointed in myself for this one because I know that if I had have just pushed myself, I could have done it. But in the same breath this would have absolutely encroached on my main and overarching goal, be a better version of myself, stay happy, stay healthy, don't do this for anybody else, just do it for myself. And I, I still hit those revenue goals anyway. So sort of wasn't really on the radar from a, from a revenue point of view. And I was, I was certainly only going to be able to get this off the ground towards the end of the year. And maybe do a first event. But anyway, it didn't happen. If it had happened, it wouldn't have generated a huge amount of additional revenue or income and it wouldn't have added a huge amount of value to anything, really, because it would have been the first one on the test. But I am pleased to say that I have planned it and actually we've got some big plans for next year. So it is coming for sure. I promise you. Like this is definitely going to feature in next year's goal. I'll sort of give you a bit more context about that and I do want to think about it a little bit more and think about how many physical events. But I'm excited about that. Even though I didn't do my own, I did get up on a few stages this year and I did a few talks and presentations. And actually, I I found I'm enjoying them a lot more than than I thought I would. I'm naturally quite a shy person. And I know doing a podcast really is sort of at odds with that. But actually, I've really enjoyed it. And I've enjoyed finding things to talk about and sharing you know, different parts of my story and my experiences. So yes, this is definitely happening next year, but it was a complete fail this year. I did not do it, I did not launch it. No excuses. It was totally, totally on me. So there we go, the five business goals. I think to debrief on this, what have I learned? Well, in parts, some of my goals were, were too small. I, I can see that, yeah, you know, my goal on the podcast was was too small. My goal on sort of increasing the income by 15% was too small. I probably didn't look at Enough of the context and d- data that was at hand. I probably could have looked at my income goals and and looked at the trajectory that me and the businesses were on, and and actually I could have I could have been a bit more clear and a bit more accurate as to sort of where we could end up. I was under on that, definitely on some of the goals. You now I just there was just too much for me. I I couldn't do it and I failed. You know I wasn't I couldn't get to 150 kilos on the deadlift. I'm not you know, hugely disappointed. I'm not going to lose any sleep over this, but. Obviously, I think that this was just a goal I didn't put enough thought into. Probably could have done it if I'd have really wanted to. Did I really want to? I think that that's the question. And then launching a physical event. I desperately wanted to do it, but completely failed because I quite simply just didn't think enough about how much time everything else would take. And these goals and delivering on everything else here and managing that balance, it has taken a huge amount and it's taken me right to the limit. It's kept me right at that limit. And that's something I really do need to think about next year. So this is what I love about setting goals it helps you and pushes you to achieve the things that you do. But it also teaches you a huge amount about yourself in the process and a huge amount about actually building businesses. You can't do everything just because you put it down on paper. You learn and you get better at actually setting those goals and figuring out why you achieve some and why you don't achieve some helps you the following year in achieving whatever goals you do set. But broadly speaking, non-reflection, I think on the whole, I've got to be hugely proud of myself. I feel like I probably hit about 70% of my goals and in some areas completely obliterated them. I feel like I can honestly sit here and say that this has been one of the most enjoyable years in business for me. And I'm so excited actually to take this and roll it forward into next year. It's given me a huge boost of confidence. I think with the economy doing its thing at the minute, that's quite interesting, a bit scary in some ways, but actually you guys know me, I'm an eternal optimist. And actually I see the optimism. and and opportunities in the market. Uh, So I think the next 12 months could be really interesting and really, really exciting. So I am particularly excited about sitting down now and thinking about my goals for next year. And I'm really, really, really excited to share them with you. So I think that that's what we're going to do in the next episode. So if you want to know what next year's targets are, make sure you don't miss that. Just a couple of things that didn't feature in my goals for this year, but I have achieved. And I'm really, really proud of these. I got featured twice in the times. I was approached by the Times on both occasions. On the first occasion, I helped engineer an article, which I was so proud of. We got you know, a few of the people involved in that article and it showed the HMO market in our industry in such a positive light, which has to be like in the history of our industry. Like the first time the pictures of some of my projects were there and featured. And this, I'm a Times reader. I'm a Times subscriber. I love it. But I think the reason I feel particularly proud about getting a couple of articles in there this year is firstly, it came quite naturally. I'd been approached by them and, and I guess it was, it was nice to sort of have that recognition of, of like the work I've done for 10, 12 years, continually sort of talking about this and spreading the message and sharing my work. But also because my dad's a times reader and I knew he he reads the home section every weekend and I knew that he would look at it. And of course he did. And, this is massive for me, I, you know, because I still remember the conversations with my dad and with my mom about whether I should leave physio and that the anxieties and the intrepidation I had about that. And I think it's really nice for them to be able to see that I'm doing all right now. And I guess in a weird way, like having getting featured in, in a major publication is kind of like a, kind of a, a seal of approval. It's sort of like a bit of recognition. I know it. I know it's to an extent. It's quite materialistic. But, yeah, it's sort of almost like a... A degree of recognition that what you are doing, what you what you said you're doing, and and it's kind of working. So I was really pleased with that, and I was, I was really proud to be able to know that my dad would read it, and of course he did, and he you know, he was over the moon, and he was really proud of me. So, and alongside that, one last thing was one of the development projects. This is a project that we bought this last year, but developed this year was it's been recorded by Channel 4. Now, my business partner, Mark, has promptly taken the lead in that, and full credit goes to, to Mark and Mark and Powell for designing the scheme on that. But really cool to be sort of entering that commercial to residential space, and getting people at Channel 4 interested in coming to film and document some of our projects. So who knows what that documentary is going to look like at the end, but it's certainly exciting. And again, I think it just seems like I'm doing the right thing. So yeah, I'm feeling really proud. I could not be any happier with these results. I certainly don't expect to achieve 100% of everything I set myself every year. You shouldn't either. You've got to have some stretch targets in there. You should be falling short on some things. But on the whole, hugely pleased, really proud of myself, really incredibly proud of my team, everyone in my main business, the investment management business, my team sort of in the digital business and the training and education business. So grateful for the support I get from my team, and my business partners, and from all of you guys who champion all of this at the same time by listening, tuning into the podcast every week, you know, on, on social media and in the HMO community, on social media everywhere. So couldn't do this without you guys as well. So thank you to everybody. That's it, guys. That's it for today's episode. Full breakdown. No holes barred. Complete and transparent review of how I did against the goals I set myself for 2022. Next week, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you about what my goals for next month are going to be. So make sure if you're interested, you don't miss that. I've got a lot of thinking to do and I'm feeling really, really excited about about the next 12 months. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. So if you want to come and ask any questions specifically about today's episode, about the goals I set, or about how you can set your own goals, coming over to the HMO community, it is 5,500 members strong now. It really is a wonderful community. It's just a, an amazing place to be if you're building a HMO property business. You'll find so much guidance and support. Um, you'll find a lot of honesty in there, a lot of transparency. You'll find almost no spam because we are anti-spam and we're very good at managing it. And you'll just find some great people. So come on over. That's the HMO community on Facebook. Of course, if you've listened to today's episode and in any way that's inspired you to sort of get up, get out there in 2023 and really build that business that you want, that property business, go buy them HMOs, build that rent rent business, scale things up, whatever it is, head on over to the hmoroadmap.co.uk. Honestly, it's really difficult for me to try and tell you just what is inside there. There is so much. It's vast, but it's, it's so valuable you know, if you're building your property business, if you're building your HMO property business, I just wish it did exist when I was getting started. So head on over for £48 a month, you can have practically everything that we've got to offer. The HMO roadmap.co.uk. go and check it out. And guys, before I disappear, the penultimate episode of the year, I know I do ask you almost every single week, but if you've got 30 seconds to leave a really quick review of the show, if you find it enjoyable, if you find it useful in any way, if you're a long-term listener and you turn up every week, or even if you're a new listener and you've just discovered the show, if you enjoy it, if you find it useful, please, please, please go and leave a quick review either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Please, please, please go and leave a quick review of the show. It helps more than you can possibly know. It helps spread this message. It does help me you know, with these targets and goals, particularly the podcast ones. And it does help us continue to bring great guests onto the show who can share their stories and their experiences with us. Guys, that's it for today's episode. One more episode of the year to go. Make sure you don't miss it. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So please join me then for another instalment of the HMO podcast.